Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Come on, give God a shout of praise where you're at right now. A clap. Come on, praise Him right where you're at, in your living room, in your office, where you're at. Come on, just do it right there. Do it online in the chat. Say, praise the Lord, praise God, praise hand emojis, whatever you want to do, some fire emojis. But, but we're looking forward. It's going to be a great night. Again, I'm Pastor Louie, the Fulton Campus Pastor. If you just tuned in and logged on, thank you for logging on. And this is my wife, Tina. She's actually our Fulton Connections Director on staff with me as well here. So, hello, honey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing really well. <laughs> I'm excited to be here with you again. We're doing a uh, continuing the Bible study. Well, actually, last week we didn't have Bible study, but we're starting a new Bible study in Galatians, the book of Galatians. We're super excited for that. We're not only excited for that because we're starting a new book, but we're also doing something new. We're doing something called Midweek Connect, where every first Wednesday, we're opening up the first Wednesday of the month, we're opening up the church midweek where people come and gather and we worship God together but then all the other Wednesdays we're asking for people to just connect on Wednesday night and uh, make their own connect group just like you're doing right now and just watching it together with a group of people and then and then discussing it afterwards just hanging around hanging out uh, praying for each other just building friendship doing relationship having life life is better with friends that's our desire is to get you to realize and be a part of experiencing life is better with friends so we got that going on we got the book of Galatians, um, but before we go into Galatians, we, I do want to honor some people. I want to honor our pastors, Pastor Sign, Pastor Reen. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to come up here and, uh, and trusting us to teach on the book of Galatians and get it started. My, my daughter said this uh, today. She's all, uh, ooh, you get to start the book of Galatians. Make sure you start strong. So we're starting strong together. That's what I'm believing for. Amen. So thank you, Pastor Sign, Pastor Marie. Honey, do you have any words for Pastor Sign, Pastor Marie? Oh my gosh, yes. I always have words for Pastor Sai and Pastor Marie because I love them so much. We're so grateful for them. Last month, we just celebrated Pastor Appreciation Month. And so we always honor them because, um, you know, a man and a woman of God is worth double honor. So we want to make sure we honor the them says. for everything that they do in yep. front, you know, behind the scenes. We don't even know what they do behind the scenes, but I'm just always in awe of, of course, Pastor Marie, because she has four kids and she looks amazing and she preaches the house down and I just love her so much. And of course, Pastor Josiah, we love you. We love him so much. We love him. And I want to honor my wife. You know what? We just celebrated 16 years this past Friday of being married. Come on, 16 years by the grace of God. It was us coming to Freedom House Church, God bringing our marriage back together, uh, putting them at the center that has allowed our marriage to thrive and be in unity and survive. Well, not survive, thrive the 16 years. In the beginning, it was like surviving, but putting God first, come on, we're thriving in Jesus' name. Come on, so give God a shout of praise for that. Man, I'm gonna be praising him for here on out, man. <laughs> putting us together 16 years. I look forward to the 16 more with you, honey. I love you so much. I wanna honor my kids too as well. My boy's watching at home. I got my daughter here with me in the front row and uh, uh, we're a ministry family. We're a ministry family. We all serve. We all love the house of God. We all love building up the house of God with uh, uh, the respective uh, gifts that he's given us to do so. So we love that. Uh, now, as, as we move on, we're getting to Galatians. I want to ask you a question before we jump behind the table. I said, what are you expecting from us getting to this book of Galatians? Well, so funny you ask because today 
Um, I was actually on the treadmill. Yes, I was actually on the treadmill. I was running. Your girl was running on the treadmill, okay? I'm in a weight loss competition in November and December. She lost some weight. In November, yeah. December. Pray for your girl. Pray for me. <laughs> Anyways, so I was just running on the treadmill. I love running, listening to worship. And I was like, God, you know, what do your people need to hear from you tonight? You know, how can I pray for them? And um, just as I was worshiping and, and talking to God, he was just, you know, letting me know that I need to pray for people that right now that people are battling fear. You know, the news is, is um, right now sharing how the pandemic and the COVID cases are rising. And some people may fear like, oh my gosh, yeah, so you know, true. I'm going to get sick or, oh my God, we're going to have to go back into like extreme quarantine. I can't go to dining anymore. They're going to shut everything down. What am I going to lose my job? And I just want to pray right now and let you know that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of Amen. power, of love, and a sound That's mind. Right. And so God is not going to close those doors. He is going to open those doors. So if you think, oh my God, my job is in jeopardy, that's how you know, because God's going to open a door for you to even get a better job. And Come maybe on. you think, oh Amen. no, I got to stay at home with my kids even longer. I'm going to tell you, if your kids are home, you're blessed and you're going to be doing amazing Our things with your kids. So whatever it is right now, I just want to pray and believe with you that as we step into Galatians, we're going to learn about the word of God and to let you know that as we dive in, you know, uh, what God told me earlier is that you can't do the work of God if you don't know the Word of God. So mm, as we dive good. in, that's we're really going to go ahead and learn more about the Word of God. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and speak to that tonight. Sounds good. You know what? Before we get back there, uh, how about you pray? Pray for the service. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, we just thank you, God, for this night, Lord. We thank you what you're about to do, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for using us, Lord Jesus, as your vessels, Lord Jesus, to speak your word, Father God. We just pray, Lord Jesus, for everybody in their homes right now, whether they be on their treadmill like I was earlier, their house, their home, their cars, at work, wherever they may be at, God. I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you speak to them right now, Father. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you give them a timely word, Lord Jesus, that fear be removed, Lord Jesus. And we know, Lord Jesus, you are going to do amazing things tonight. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. 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 All right. Well, let's jump into the word. We're going to get back here behind the table. And make sure you're taking notes because the saying goes, note takers are world shakers in Jesus' name. Come on. Um, let's go. All right. My wife prayed. Now let's jump into the book of Galatians. Like I said, this is the first, you know, uh, new book, first chapter that we're jumping into. So before we get into the scriptures, I do want to lay out some context as to what's going on here. Now, uh, the book of Galatians was written to the church of, or a, the churches of Galatia. Galatia was a region, if you were look on a map right now, it would be where the country of Turkey is. It would be central Turkey. It was in that area, that vicinity. And it was in this vicinity that Paul started churches. So Paul started churches in the book of Galatians, he's speaking to the Galatian churches, and um, he started churches, and he moved on. He, he, Paul was, a, was an apostle. He, was, uh, starting, he would start churches and go on to the next region, next place, and start more churches. So he's left this place already, and the churches have been left to, to, you know, to grow, but some things have taken on in these churches that he needs to address. Uh, so he's writing to the book, of, the book of Galatians to the churches of Galatia because some problems have arisen. Some problems uh, have taken place. Just, you know, some things just need alignment, just need correction. Um, when he left, the thing about being taught something new, 
Um, if, you, if you don't get the right teacher, sometimes it'll send you in the, in the wrong direction, you know, with that new thing that you're learning and you're kind of left, you know, with some different ideas that maybe that new thing that you were being taught was not necessarily meant to, to, to give you. So, you know, with that being said, that's why it's super important that we as believers guard our ears, guard our ears from the opinions of man and open, to, open them up to the truth of the word of God. We, we always got to do that because when we, when we allow uh, something new, and this is, you know, the Church of Galatia, I should also say this, a lot of them were fresh converts coming into Christianity, and they were taught something new. So, you know, you know when that happens, like I said, and you get the wrong teacher, sometimes it can, it can leave you uh, in, in learning the wrong things. So even as, as new believers... And even as seasoned believers, we always got to guard our ears and guard our hearts uh, to the teachings of Scripture and make sure we're listening to the right people. So moving on. So what has taken place in this time is that after Paul started these churches, these teachers started coming in and teaching this weird doctrine, things that didn't align with the good news, didn't align with the gospel, didn't align with, with the grace that, that God gives us through Jesus Christ. They were, teaching, they were teaching that in order to receive and maintain your salvation, that you had to do certain things. And back then, cultural context here, they, they were teaching you had to follow, follow the Jewish laws. Uh, all the Jewish laws, you had to be, if you were a Gentile, uh, someone who wasn't Jewish, you had to be circumcised. They were saying in order for you to keep your salvation, this is what they were teaching them, that you have to do these things. But this was not so. This is not what Paul told them. No, it's, it's by the, the grace of God through faith that you receive salvation through Jesus Christ and the work of the cross. So these were you know, false teachers, these are false teachers of the good news of the, of the gospel. So they were taking away the freedom that we find in Christ, that they were found in Christ when Paul first taught them, you know, that, that they have. They were taking that away and putting them under bondage once again. Now, I'm going to share this scripture, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, because this is very important, because this is like, you know, foundational for all of, uh, of Galatians. Because we're, we're, what Paul's doing, he's teaching the freedom that we have in Christ. And this is what it says, is for our freedom that Christ has set us free... So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So ultimately, this is what he's combating. He's coming to a, a place of tension and he's correcting and he's aligning and he's making sure that the, 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 the people of Galatia, the churches of Galatia are being taught the right thing so that they continue to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. So that's where we're at. That's how we're starting it. That's the theme of the, of the book of Galatia. Um, so as we go into Galatians, honey, why don't you go ahead and read Galatians chapter 1, uh, verses 1. And we'll go through 12, and then we'll go individually by Scripture. But I don't know if we'll get all through 12. Forgive us. But every week, come on, it's a new midweek. midweek it's a new Bible study. So uh, we're going we're gonna to get into the meat of the word now. So let's do this. All right. Here we go. So uh, verse 1, Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers with me to the churches in Galatia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and to the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and our Father to whom, he, um, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm astonished that you are not so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. 
But even if we are an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be internally condemned. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be internally condemned. Am I now trying to win the approval of men or God, or am I trying to please men? If I were trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. I want you to know, brothers, that the gospel I preach is not something that man made up. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught. It Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen and amen. amen. Come on, those are some good <laughs> scriptures there to unlock. So first, let's start off with the first two scriptures. Let's look at that. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men, nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers and sisters with me. Now, what Paul is doing right here is he opens up the, the scriptures or opens up the letter, uh, the epistle that he's writing. Um, he's, he's pretty much doing what, you know, a lot of teachers do when you're in a classroom. I'm, I know I'm not the only one. You know, we've all been inside of a classroom. We've all been on the first day of school, the first semester of school as a, as a, as a seventh grader, eighth grader, junior in high school, senior in college, what have you, or, or maybe not even that. Maybe it's just a, a something, a training class, and you got the teacher instructor up there, and he's laying down the foundation, or she's laying down the foundation of this is who I am, this is what I'm about, these are the credentials I have, this is the authority that I have to teach you this thing. So Paul's laying out the authority that he has um, you know, to the people as, a, as to what he's about to teach them again, because it's not the first time he's taught them. This is the, tech, uh, the second time. So Paul is saying, in other words, he said, I wasn't ordained by man. I'm an apostle, but not of men, neither by man. I didn't look to man for my authority. I wasn't called by man. I wasn't ordained by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Now, the reason he's doing this, because this is a tactic that the enemy has used for quite some time, okay? So follow me with this, okay? You're like, what is he saying? He's introducing a new statement. This is a tactic that the enemy has used for quite some time. He's used this tactic quite, all the way from the beginning of time, Genesis uh, chapter 3, verse 1. The Bible says, now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? So notice what, the, what Satan said here. The, Satan said he got, he got he ultimately he got Eve, or what he did, he got Eve to doubt what she believed. Okay? He got Eve to doubt what she believed. Now, I said, like, this is something that, a tactic that's been used by, by the enemy, by Satan, for quite some time. Because Satan knows that the word of God is true. There, if anyone believes the word of God more than you and I, it's, it's probably Satan. He knows that it's true. He knows the truth of God's word. He knows that there's nothing that he can do from his defeated position because, come on, we're in a position of victory. We just got to receive it and believe it. But Satan knows the word of God, and he knows it to be true. So instead of questioning the truth of God, because there's no point in questioning the truth of God, Satan knows that he's not going to question the truth of God. What he's going to do, he'll get you to question your faith in it. So let me say it all in one sentence. Satan knows that God's word is true, so instead of questioning the truth of God's word, he'll get you to question your faith in it. So what he does, so I'm not done with this point. This is good stuff right here. So what he does is he gets you to question the messenger. This is what false teachers do, okay? This is what, what Satan does. The word of God is true. There's no, no, nothing that can rise up against the word of God. It's, it's in true and, and uh, what's that word that you were telling me back, back in the It's infallible. Room? It's infallible. incapable of making mistakes. 
And that's beautiful. Infallible, incapable of making mistakes. So he knows that. He knows that if you believe the, the infallible word of God, the word of God that's incapable of making mistakes, then you will have a devil exposed and he will have no authority over you, no control over you. He cannot influence you because you know the truth of God's word. So he gets you to, to doubt the belief you have in it by discrediting, and this is what they were doing back then, the teachers discrediting Paul, who was the teacher, who was the messenger at that time. He'll get you to discredit the messenger of the word of God. False teachers get you to question the messengers God has given to you to deliver his message so that you can doubt your faith in God's word. Can I get an amen? amen? Write that down. That is a note for you right there. That is why we as believers, and as you said in the beginning, we need to know God's word because if we don't know God's word, then, then we are going to be led astray in many different ways. We're going to be double-minded. We're going to be uh, uh, um, uh, not empowered. We're going to be weak you know, with our faith. We're not going to be able to carry out a, a victorious life in which God wants us to walk out in. We're not going to be able to do those things. If you don't know God's word, then you don't know if someone's going to be adding to it as well yes. because false teachers aren't something new. They've been around for quite some time, and they're here even to this day, and they, they're out there. But we as believers have to take responsibility over our relationship that we have with God through the studying of his word and, our, and, and, and learning it. Yeah. Because if we don't know his word, then, then, then you know, the tactics of the enemy are going to work on our life. you have any thoughts on that, honey? Yeah, um, the Bible is God-breathed. So, you know, it is God-inspired. And so we need to live by faith, not by facts. You know, my husband was just saying where he said right here that Satan knows that the word, God's word is true, and true. So instead of questioning the truth of God's word, he'll get you to question your faith in it. But we need to live by faith, not by facts, you know. If we look to everything in the Bible, we look to all the stories of all the men and women of God who, uh, you know, God spoke to them and they lived with faith. They didn't know what was going to be the outcome, but they didn't see it. But every time God always breathed upon them um, a word, when I think back to um, I'm in Bible college right now, so we've been going over um, uh, the Pentateuch. And so one of the uh, things that we've been going over is the book of Exodus. And in Exodus, we talked about, um, it's all about, you know, Moses, and we're talking about Moses. And, and the thing I love about Moses is he came to a point where, you know, he gave so many excuses to God as to why he couldn't lead the Israelites out of Egypt. You know, he was like, I'm not eloquent. I can't speak. I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, his own thoughts were something that, that was, you know, um, the enemy is a, it's a lie. You know, those aren't things. And God tells him in Exodus 14, 14, the Lord says that he is fighting for us and to be still, you know, and that's what the word of God tells us in Exodus. And if you don't believe that, if you don't know it, how can you get through the things in life? Like if I am going through something and I don't know the word of God, how can I say the Lord is fighting for me? Be still. You know, when my son was, was, was uh, battling and, and going through um, hardships in school and, and for years he was, uh, um, uh, one of my sons, he was a uh, uh, 
uh, have like a learning disability and every year I would have to go see the, the, uh, the what's it called, the psychologist and the principal. It was like super intimidating every year being in a meeting thinking like, oh my gosh, I failed as a parent, you know, and God would just tell me, you know, I am for, fighting for you. Be still. You know, when so our good. cars broke so down, good. one after the other, he's like, I am fighting for you. Be still. When friends or things like uh, got cancer or our friends, things happen to our, our family. He said, I am fighting for you. Be still. But if I don't know the word of God, how am I going to get through those moments? I got to know that God is, the Bible is God breathing, God inspired. And this is what is he inspiring me to do. He's telling me, go to Exodus, Tina. Go to my word. What does it say? And I'm like, Lord, be still. You are fighting for me. You know, God, I love that song. I don't know why it makes me feel like God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom. Anyways. Put it on the worship team. Come on. I will not be shaking. But I'm like singing it out in my car every time, you know, I, we drive down Artesia Boulevard. Uh, I do actually. And it's by the, it's by the airport and, uh, uh, I love it in Fullerton, yes. And that's one of my favorite things. My husband's like, why do you always like driving here? Because I love seeing the, um, the planes landing and just the lights lighting up and just, I can just worship God right here. And I'm like, the light is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, you know. <laughs> but anyways, that's what God's word does. It is inspired. And, and it's so important. One of the things that I learned in Bible college in biblical hermeneutics and exegesis is we talked about it's infallible. So the Bible is infallible. Pull it's out incapable. your dictionary.com <laughs> app if you need to look up those words. Yes, yes, yes. It's infallible. It's incapable of making mistakes. The Bible is indispensable. It can't, we can't do without it. The Bible is inexhaustible. We can't use it up. The Bible is incomparable. It's priceless. You know, in Psalms 119.89, it says, Your word, O Lord, is internal. It stands firm in the heavens. It's eternal. God's word is eternal. Psalms 119.96 says, To all perfection I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. So that's why I go back to when I said live by faith not by facts and because God's word, this is God word, God's word, it's inspiring, it's God breathe, but if you don't know it, how can you live it out? How can you live it out? If we don't know God's word, like I said earlier, how can we do God's work? And so it's so important that we just dive into the word, that we memorize it, we memorize scripture because well, the, the, devil, the demons will flee when they say in the name of Jesus, that's like our greatest, our greatest weapon, the sword of God, right? Oh, who was watching the armor of God, right? Who tuned in? Yeah. Come on, Ephesians, <laughs> the Bible study in Ephesians. That was so good. So good, honey. And I love it how, how you mentioned Psalm 1996, how his commands are boundless, limitless. So when we apply this to our lives, God's word to our lives, there's no limit to yes. what can God do through us right. in our lives. No limit to what he can do uh, you know, in our workplace. No limit to what he can do in our marriage. No limit what he can Amen. do in our children, in our family, in our homes. There's no limit. His, his word is boundless, so long, but we got to know his word and we got to apply it and we got to uh, be believers who are responsible for our relationship with God by learning the word of God and learning more about who God is and uh, the, the power that he's given us through his son, Jesus Christ, and, through the, and, and what we have now in, in him as well. So um, let's move on. 
Uh, that's just the first couple, couple of scriptures, but the, the next couple I want to go through is from 2 through 5. The Bible reads like this. This is 2B, okay? So this is the latter half of, of 2. To the churches in Galatia, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God in, and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So... Paul establishes his authority, and now he's telling us why, uh, or he's moving on into why he's establishing his authority so that he can bring the true message of the gospel, which is forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ, okay? The true message of gospel is forgiveness of sin, and if you want to, like, well, if you're new or something, you don't know that church word or that Bible word sin, it's just, sin is just an archery term means missing the mark, missing the mark with God. So forgiveness of missing the mark with God that's the true uh, gospel message, forgiveness of, of that, forgiveness of sin through Jesus Christ, because it's through the work of the cross that, that, that we receive that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's through him going to the cross, uh, dying, being buried, raised again by the power of the Holy Spirit that we are able to receive the forgiveness of sins in our lives, forgiveness of past mistakes, things that we've done that has kept us apart from him, things that we've done that we are ashamed of, uh, things that we have done that, that ultimately has kept us from having that relationship with who Jesus is. This is the true message. That's the true message of the gospel. Yeah. The Bible says in John three sixteen. everybody knows this, yeah. or I don't I don't want to assume everybody knows this, so I'm going to read it to you. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So Paul came to, to tell him again, this is what the gospel is. Not the adding on of these Jewish laws and the things that you have to do, checking off a task list of, of what these other leaders, these false teachers are trying to tell you. They've been trying to come over here and discredit me, but, but no matter how much they try to discredit me, the true gospel is this. It's through the finished yes. work of the cross, Jesus yes. dying, yes. being buried, being risen again by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can have a relationship with him. It is through grace that we are saved. That is what he's telling them. This is the good news. This is the reason why Paul is writing to the church of Galatia because they seem to have lost that. They've lost it. To, to, so he had to let them know that the message of Christ is that you would live and be free in him. Because when you put yourself under things that have been added, uh, just, just as the, the, the Jewish people at their time were trying to add these new things, then you put yourself back under bondage and under slavery. But Paul says, no, you are meant to be free. You don't have to do those things. This reminds, um, when I was studying this, I was getting this scripture because Pastor Josiah, when I, you know, I remember preaching, uh, uh, you know, when I was learning and, and just continue to learn. And Pastor Josiah would always tell me, um, you know, to feed the sheep. He'd always mention John chapter 21, verse 15 through 17. I'm going to read it to you right here, and I'm going to give you this thought. When they had finished eating, this is John 21, 15 through 17, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you, Jesus said, feed my sheep. That's what Jesus told him. Verse 16, again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, Jesus said, take care of my sheep. So he tells him, feed my sheep, and then he says, take care of my sheep. Verse 17, the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus was teaching them something at that time. He was teaching them, say, hey, hey, Peter, you know, if you love me, this is what you're going to do. You're going to feed my sheep. You're going to take care of my sheep. Now, Paul, in this time, that's exactly what he's doing. Paul is feeding the people of Galatia the good news and taking care of them by making sure they aren't being led astray. Now, 
That's what we do as, as, as preachers, as messengers of God's word. We're, we're up here on Sundays. We're feeding you the word of God, you know, but, and also taking care of you, making sure you're not being led astray. Uh, because there are things in this world that are going to cause you to want to be led astray or, 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 or influences that will come in and try to get you to question the message of the gospel and question, you know, why are you going to that church on every Sunday or logging on every Wednesday or, or why are you sharing, sharing that, that, that word? Come on, you know, you don't need church. You don't need to do those things. You know, you, you're, you're, you don't have to do that. You can have your own relationship with God at home and not ever have to go to church. That's false. No, no. We're here to lead you in the correct direction. You need relationship with God, of course, that's primary, but you also need relationship with people. And there's also a lot of other things in the Bible that we need to do as believers um, out of rela- our relationship with God, just like I do for my wife out of relationship for her, w- with her as me being her husband and her being my wife. I don't just come up here and do nothing in this relationship. <laughs> Say Amen. Amen. <laughs> and she, neither does she. And, and she, she, there's things that we do because out of relationship, out of the love that we have each other for each other. So Paul is teaching them and feeding them, but also teaching them to, to not be led astray by teaching them how to have a relationship with God by knowing his word and prayer and knowing those things. As messengers of the word of God, we are to feed you the word and take care of you by continually leading you towards him. Because if we're doing anything other than that, yeah. then, then we're not doing what, what God is, is telling us to do. We're not feeding you. We're not taking care of you. We're not just to point you to us. I'm not trying to point you to me. I'm not trying to point you to my wife. I'm not trying to, even trying to point you to Pastor Josiah. And he's not even trying to point you to himself or, or point you to the name of, of, of Freedom House Church. He's trying to point you to Jesus. If you haven't got it by now, we're trying to point you to Jesus. We're, we're a big billboard. We're the biggest billboard you'll ever find to Jesus here at Freedom House Church. When, when you talk to us, when we're up here, we're pointing you to Jesus. That's what we're called to do. So, so let me also say, say this. Let me also say this. I know I said that, but, but because this, I find, is very prevalent in the church because I've, through conversation, I found this, that it's possible to be fed the word of God and be led astray from God. Yeah. Let me let that sink in. It's possible to be fed the word of God and be led astray from God. Now, and, and I know this to be true because this is a testimony that I have for my life. Now, I came to Christ when I was 13, and then, uh, you know, I fell away from him in my, in my teenage years when I was in high school. Um, but then I was in my 20s. I had a group of friends, and, and uh, you know, and... The, the, the word of God was always around me and things of that nature. You know, I had that in me. Uh, I had a friend who had a, had a, a dad who was, uh, uh, who knew the word of God. And now the dude was a genius. Um, he went to Fuller Seminary. If some of you know that, that's in Pasadena, Fuller Seminary, very, very uh, uh, prominent seminary that, uh, down, um, that, that's known amongst the Christian circles. And he went there. He knew the, the word of God. And I remember him feeding this, the word of God. But, but that was one of my darkest moments in my life. One of the moments where I was so far away, God, but he was preaching these scriptures like we are right here, but, but he was never pointing me to Jesus, but he knew the word of God so eloquent. And, and, and I, I say this because you have to be careful. Like I said earlier, no one knows the word of God to be more true than the enemy, and the enemy will use the word of God to make you feel like, you know, feel the comfort of the word of God, but also at the same time, to, he won't point you to God. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. We as, as messengers should always be pointing to you, God, pointing you to God, not leading you astray from it, yes. feeding you the word, and then leading you towards God. Yes. 
Amen. That's so good. As you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, what are we feeding ourselves? You know, so I shared earlier that, you know, uh, working out and everything, you know, so um, how am I going to feed myself healthiness and feed myself good salmon and healthy things to, to feed my body, to nurture my body so it can be strong and have more energy and do all these things and then but what am I feeding my kids? Am I feeding them corn dogs and, you know, uh, nasty things that are gonna, <laughs> that are not good for them, you know, that are unhealthy, <laughs> you know? So it's so important that, you know, what are we feeding ourselves? How are we feeding ourselves? Are we feeding ourselves the nurturing, the God-breathed, inspired word of God? Or are we feeding ourselves with, with social media? Are we feeding ourselves with YouTube? Are we feeding ourselves with Facebook? Are we feeding ourselves with magazines and Netflix and Hulu? How are we feeding ourselves? Because that's what's going to come out of us. What we're feeding ourselves, we're feeding ourselves junk. And what's going to come out of us is junk. And then that junk's going to come out and we're going to feed that to everybody else around us. Not only are we feeding ourselves, but what we prepare, what we prepare is setting the atmosphere. So if you're in a home, what are you preparing around you? Because like I said, if I'm preparing an atmosphere of junk, then that's going into my family and that's going into the people around me. But if I'm feeding myself health, if I'm feeding myself the word of God, am I feeding myself the Holy Spirit? If I'm feeding myself what God is saying about me and the word of God, then that's what's going to come out of me. Junk coming in, junk coming out. Faith coming in, faith coming out. Holy Spirit coming in, Holy Spirit coming out. Determination coming in, determination coming out. Restoration coming in, restoration coming out. If I'm a healed woman, I'm going to speak to a heal, to healing. If I am a restored woman, I'm going to speak to restoring. If I'm a woman full of faith, what's going to come out of me is faith. Especially in this time. How can you be someone of faith if you don't know what, what, anything about faith? How am I going to lead with faith? How am I going to lead a family with faith? How am I going to lead my unsaved family and friends with faith if I don't know what the Word of God says? Live by faith, not by facts. Facts say that COVID is rising. Facts say all these things in the news. Facts say all of that, but I live by faith. Me and my family, we live by faith. So you cannot live by facts. I go to the word of God. And like I said earlier, the Lord is fighting for you. I don't know why this scripture has it, just been speaking to me throughout this entire time. I told my husband, I mean, Instagram, it could be a great tool at time. But another, another uh, faith leader posted it the other day. And it was a reminder, but if I'm not, imagine if I wasn't looking at scripture and too busy looking at what reality television stars are doing. You know, I follow people of faith. And as I follow people with faith, they share scripture. They share the word of God. And it was just a reminder to me that, you know what? God is fighting for me. I just need to be still. Be still in this moment. Be still and know that God is taking care of you He's going to provide every need, every financial need for you. He's going to heal you of that disease. He is going to heal you. Maybe you have COVID right now. He's going to heal you of COVID. He's going to heal you of fear from COVID. He's going to heal your marriage. You know why? If he did it for, for us, he's going to do it for you because he Amen. is God. Amen. He's going to heal 
So, you know, God is fighting for us. Pushing back the darkness, Daryl. <laughs> I'm trying to get them to sing the song, but, you know, whatever. Anyways, he can sing it for me, and I'm part of the staff team, so if he wants to sing it for me. But, you know, you guys, come on. I'm hoping you're tuning in. You know the Bible. I hope you got a Bible. If you don't, message right now, in the, in, right now, online. Say, I need a Bible, and we're going to send you a Bible. We want to send you a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, we want to send you a Bible. And like my husband said earlier, we have connect groups going on. Get connected. Get connected. We need friends. Life is better with friends. We need friends who are going to give us the word of God. Not tell us what we want to hear or what the enemy wants to feed us or what social media wants to feed us. You know, um, so what are you feeding yourself? Make sure you're feeding yourself the word of God. You know, I love how he says, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Don't feed his sheep junk. I don't want to feed the sheep junk, you know. I want, I want to be, I want to feed them the word of God. When I see families come in here, rest, rest, I want to feed restoration. I want to feed hope. I want to feed, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope in the future. I want to feed them, you know, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. I want to feed them that those, um, uh, what's the one? greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I want to feed them the word of God, but if I don't know the word of God, I can't feed them. I can't feed them properly. Then I'm just going to feed them junk. But yeah, that's what I got from that. So good. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you. <laughs> that's so good. We're about to end right now, but before I do, I'm going to leave, leave you with these last couple of scriptures, and then, uh, you know, we're going to worship God together, but Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. I'm going to read this to you. Paul says, I am astonished that you so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. So Paul is saying that any, any new addition to what the word of God is, any new addition to this right here, that's not the gospel. It's not extra books in the Bible. It's not an extra book that you need to read to, to validate this book. No, 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 no. Those things are not gospel. The Word of God is right here. The perfect, infallible Word of God is right here. Now, the tone of the epistle or of the letter that Paul's writing, uh, writing here changes into a point of frustration. So he, he says, I'm astonished that you are quickly deserting. Deserting, he's, he's speaking out of frustration. And I, I truly believe, because Paul was a man of God. He loved people. He wanted to see people saved. He wanted to see people turn to Jesus. His frustration was not because he was mad at the people. His frustration was because people were turning away from God. And he knew that, that turning away from God is not the way to go. So his frustration was like, why are you turning away from God? Why are you walking away from God? I've had moments like that where I've seen people, no, why are you living that way? As a pastor, I have a heart for people. As, pa as pastors and, and leaders and, and that we have in the church, we have heart for people. and We want to see people get closer to God. But sometimes we see things that, that are frustrating, not because we're mad at the people, but because they're turning away from God. And we know what they're walking away from. You're walking from the, away from the goodness of who God is, the love of God, the grace of God, the joy of God, the peace of God. 
all those things. So he's speaking with frustration. My desire up here, I know we talked about the, the beginning and, and we're talking about the tone, about just, uh, um, and I really feel this in the spiritual, be- that, that we're just coming against just some false teaching. Yes, yes. Some of you, like maybe, maybe uh, uh, eyes have been opened because you've been having, you've had those teachers in your life. You, maybe you have some right now. Maybe you have people that are, they know the word of God, but they're not leading you closer to God. They're leading you away from God. How do you know if they're leading you away from God? Well, just take a quick check. Uh, first and foremost, are, are they leading you to, to get, get plugged into the word, leading you to prayer? Are they leading you to church? Are they leading you away from church? That's the biggest one. That just hit me right there. Some people know the word of God, but they'll lead you away from church. That's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. Like I said, I had that person in my life that knew the word of God, but always talked down about the church. Any person that talks down about the church, I would be very weary about them in your life. Because if you're having, allowing them to have a voice in your life and they're talking about the church, then they don't know truly the word of God. Because the word of God lifts up the church and tells people to get planted in the church and become members of a church. And that their gifts are used to build up and edify the church. Oh, I feel this right now. Just stand to your feet where you're at right now. Close your eyes. I want to I wanna just minister to you in this moment. Some of you have been, have been spoken to in a way, and some of you have been confused, and that's okay. Don't worry about that. Don't feel ashamed about being confused because I've been there before. I've been confused. I know how it is. But I'm here to speak against the false teachings that have been coming into your life. People who, are, who said they've known the word or, or people who are making you question uh, the, 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 the word of God by questioning the messenger of God, the messengers of God. Whether it be here at Freedom House Church or whether it be through another church, maybe you're logging on from another church and, and, and you're logging on because someone's made you question your pastor or your leader at that church. I'm here to come against the false teaching that has been sp- uh, sent your way. I'm here to come against the, the, the wiles of the enemy and the tactics of the enemy. I'm here to expose him. I'm here to come against him. Enemy, I come against you right now and I come against the false teaching that you have been trying to send to, your, to, to the people of Freedom House Church, to the sons and daughters of God. I'm here to come against it right now and I speak to you, enemy, devil, get back in the name of Jesus. No longer do you have influence. No longer do you have authority. No longer do you have an opening. I come against you now in Jesus' mighty name. Right now where you're at, just hold open your arms just like this because God's going to deposit something in you. Right now, maybe you're still asking for confirmation. Is this word even true? Well, God's going to confirm this word by the touch of his hand and Holy Spirit upon you where you're at. So Holy Spirit, fill that room. Fill that heart. Fill that mind. Fill them to the overflow. May a mighty rushing wind come through the living room of that house, through the bedroom of that house, through the office that they're in or in the car that they're in. Holy Spirit, sweep through that place. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, for your word, that it's true, that it's inerrant, it's infallible. It is the the mighty word of God that's going to last forever and ever. Even after we're gone, after heaven and earth pass away, your word will still stand and still remain. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We worship you. We thank you, Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.